Welcome to The War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, over the last few weeks, we've seen some great fictional uh, battles. We, we uh, heard uh, Humphrey Bogart stop the Japanese from attacking the Panama Canal. And we heard uh, Lionel Barrymore as the mayor take down a Nazi spy ring. But... Uh, for many shows, it was just impractical to, you know, and just for plot purposes, to have every week going directly against Nazi spies and saboteurs, those people who were directly working for the Axis powers as agents. But there was another type of villain that came to be in World War II, and that was the Black Marketeer. As we've heard on numerous programs, uh, a key part of the war strategy uh, was rationing and limits on certain goods and services with the goal of making sure that essential war materials were available to American troops overseas and also uh, keeping down inflation. Black marketeers offered people a way around these uh, typical uh, wartime restrictions and they, so uh, they made for some great villains, particularly as they were blown up by the radio uh, commentators. And they were pretty much just the racketeer characters from before the war. One radio program even said that the black marketeers were worse than the Nazis. Well, that might have been taking things a bit far. But still, it was uh, definitely in public interest to uh, fight against the black market, which in addition to... Uh, worsening some shortages, or uh, it could also lead to weakened uh, products being released, such as uh, medicines and foods that would have a devastating impact. We're going to take a look at some battles with the black market, and our first hero to take on the black market is one of radio's best known, the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet premiered in 1936 over WXYZ in Detroit, which also uh, broadcast the Lone Ranger and Challenge of the Yukon. And uh, this, this was a very uh, famous serial. The Green Hornet uh, was actually the true identity of Britt Reid, a newspaper publisher. And with his vigilante uh, reputation, he actually uh, had most people thinking he was a criminal, which did actually serve some advantages, even though he was on the law, on the run from the law for a long time and would be in extremely big trouble if he were actually caught. Uh, the Green Hornet remains one of the most celebrated uh, pulp and radio uh, characters as well as a character who's appeared in multiple comic books. And he took on uh, Black Marketeers with an opening that's all new and improved for the war. So uh, we're going to take a listen to a program from New Year's Day 1944 and the title of the program is The Obvious Clue. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet, Cato, 
Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Obvious Clue, the Green Hornet strikes again. store was empty of customers when the short but husky man with the turned up collar and the snap brim hat entered and casually approached the dealer behind the counter. You the owner of this joint? Yes. What can I do for you? How's your liquor supply holding out? Well, not so good. But I'm about as well off as anybody else, I guess. That's where you're wrong, Jim. The wise dealers around this burg have plenty of liquor to sell. If they have, I don't know where they get it. That's what I'm here for, to tell you where you can get all you want. Oh. Sounds like black market stuff to me. So what? You pay a little more for it, but you still can make plenty of dough for yourself. I'm not interested, so don't waste my time. Don't be a sap. Just place an order with me, give me a bonus in advance. And when the stuff's delivered, you pay the regular OPA price for it, see? Sure, I see. But I'm not doing business that way. I'll get out of here and don't come back. Ah, tough guy, huh? Listen, you. I'm running my business in a lawful way. I'm not going to change. I'll beat it. And if you come here bothering me again, I'll call the police. One of those guys. Okay, have it your way. Sure you don't want to change your mind, buddy? Get out. I'll turn you in right now. So long, Sam. That guy needs a good lesson. Maybe if he gets it, others will fall in line quicker. How'd you make out, Shorty? Not so good. Move over behind the wheel so I can get in. <laughs> Looks like you ain't so good at persuading. Big boss ain't gonna like that. Is that so? Well, maybe I didn't have no luck with that dealer. When I get through, I'll bet I won't have trouble with any others. What are you gonna do? You mean, what are we gonna do? Well, I'll soon show you. Start up the car and drive slow past that liquor joint I just came out of. What's the idea? You forget I was playing around in some of the rackets back in Prohibition days. I know all the angles when it comes to dealing with bums like that guy. I still don't get it. Now, look. Remember the protection racket? When a guy didn't want to pay, he found a way to put him out of business quick. Come on, step on that starter. Hey, Shorty, you better take it easy. We can't oh, afford can't it. can't we? Look. Here's what that baby's going to get. Right in his front window. Right now, yeah, but that guy saw you. He'll tell Listen, the cops. Listen, pal. When this explodes through that window, he won't ever tell anything to anybody, see? Get going. Oh, forget about him, Shorty. Let's try some other place. That guy's bumped off. Maybe we'll we'll end up in... Scared. The big boss give us a job to do, and we're going to do it. You and me together, see? Come on, get this car moving. You do the driving, and I'll throw the throne. Uh, tell you I don't like this. You'll get used to it. Slow down a bit. We're coming to the place. Drive close to the curb. And open this door and land this right through his window. That did it. Step on it, Dave. Quick. 
Hey, Sergeant Burke. Anything new in that liquor store case? Nothing new since it happened yesterday afternoon. Somebody threw a bomb in that window, we know that much. The dealer didn't live to tell about it. Sure, it reminds me of the old days when the bootleggers were on the rampage. That it does. The black market's bringing back the same conditions. Then you think it was a bunch of black market liquor racketeers who did it? What else is there to think? The Daily Sentinel sure gave it a write-up. Did you read my story on it? Expert, I have more to do than be reading newspapers right now. Did you get any more out of that witness? Hey, who told you about him? Well, no, it's nothing to get excited about. I heard one of the boys say a guy in the tailor shop across the street heard the explosion and saw a long black car pull away. Expert, you didn't mention that in the paper, did you? Sure, but why are you so... Great suffering catfish. Well, what's the matter, Sid? Matter? Expert, have you lost your senses? If I wanted that in your story, I would have told you about it. We were keeping it quiet to protect the witness. Cassidy, get the squad car and hurry. Where are you going? Come along and find out. And let's hope your nose for news hasn't caused somebody a lot of trouble. I thought you had the witness in custody, sir. He didn't know anything except what he told us about seeing a long black car. So we let him go back to his shop. It's in the next block, Cassidy. Okay. Hey, look, Sarge. Down there on the left side of the street, a group of people. Right in front of that tailor shop. Step on it. Wonder what's happened. We'll soon find out, and I hope it ain't what I think it is. Pull over there and stop. <coughs> Come on. What's going on here? Hey, who is he? Let the cops through here. All right, all right. Break it up. Let's get through here. Holy crow. Who's that lying on the sidewalk? Uh, just as I thought, Axel. They read that story of yours and got here ahead of us. That guy you're looking at is the tailor, the witness who saw that long black car. He was shot down right at the door of his shop. short time later, in his office at the Daily Sentinel, Britt Reed, the publisher, was talking to Ed Lowry, one of his reporters. What did you find out, Lowry? Oh, not much, Chief. I went to several places, but the dealers are all cagey about giving out information. They say they haven't been approached by anyone. I see. Evidently, that bombing yesterday served its purpose for those racketeers. Yeah. The dealers are all scared to death. And even if they did know anything, I doubt if they'd open up. Well, they might be nervous. Seems to be a well-organized gang at work that's resulted in two deaths already. Two, Chief? Yes. Axford phoned in just before you arrived. A tailor who'd witnessed the departure of the killer's car yesterday was shot down in front of his shop a short time ago. What do you know about that? Working under a smart leader, Lowry. There's no telling how far they'll go if they're not stopped soon. Well, there was one guy over on Fifth Street who acted funny to me. Was that so? In what way? Well, I asked him if it had any visitors trying to sell him black market stuff since that bombing yesterday. He didn't say no. All he said was that he wasn't talking. Sounds like he had something to hide. Yeah, it struck me that way, too. I think those guys already got to him, but he's afraid to say so. Certainly looks that way. Hello? Who? Oh, have him come in, Miss Case. Mr. Johnson, representing the independent liquor dealers, is here to see me. Oh, well, I'll scram out of here, then. No, you needn't go. Come right in, Mr. Johnson. I'm Britt Reed. How do you do, Mr. Reed? This is one of our reporters, Ed Lowry, Mr. Johnson. How do you do, Mr. Lowry? How do you do? Have a seat. Thank you. I dropped in to see you because I feel in a view of what's taken place. Some statements should be made to the press and to the public as to our stand in the matter, since we are not associate members. Of course. We'll be glad to publish your statement. We are law-abiding businessmen. 
And we'll do all we can to resist the attempts of these black market racketeers to intimidate us. But we do need the cooperation of the police. So far, they have done very little. Well, as I see it, up to now, they've had very little to work on. It's outrageous that such conditions are allowed to exist. During Prohibition, the federal men were fighting against such racketeers. But this black market situation seems to be a local one the police can't combat. You dealers can do a lot to help the police by refusing to deal with the racketeers and by giving information when approached by them. Well, that's easy to say, Mr. Reed. But these deeds of violence tend to frighten us dealers into submission. Oh, that's true to a certain extent. Already there have been two deaths. The dealer whose shop was bombed and the man who saw the car leaving. I, uh heard about that last killing from one of my reporters who phoned in from the scene of the crime just a short time ago. The situation is getting quite bad, as you say. Well, I've been around to see some of the dealers this afternoon. They don't seem very cooperative to me. Then you got no information at all? Oh, very little. Uh, there was one guy over on Fifth Street who knew something. Well, at least one is cooperating then, and perhaps there'll be others. I guess there isn't much more to say, Mr. Reed. Oh, yes, there's... One thing. What's that? According to your paper, that witness, the tailor who was shot down a while ago, mentioned a long black car. Yes, that's right. It seems to me that would point to one criminal the police should concentrate on as a leader of these racketeers. Really? Who? The Green Hornet. I see. Yes, he is said to use a car of that description. That's right. I never thought of the Green Hornet. It may be worthwhile to get the police thinking about him. Well, I must be going. <laughs> Thank you for seeing me. Not at all, Mr. Johnson. Perhaps your statements will give the police food for thought. And I hope, for the sake of your members, this gang is soon caught. I sincerely hope so, too. Goodbye, Mr. Reed. Goodbye. Mr. Lowry. Goodbye. Hmm. The old boy seems plenty worried, Chief. Yes, Lowry. It's a tough spot for the dealers to be in. Well, all I can say is that if those dealers are playing along with the Green Hornet, they're really looking for trouble. That's right. The Hornet's a mean one to mix with in any racket. Time will tell whether he's mixed up in this one or not. Later that evening, Sergeant Burke was talking to Axford in the press room at police headquarters. Sure, and you sit here hoping we'll give you all the news so you can get a scoop for that Daily Sentinel while they put out an edition like that. Blasting the police force for not catching up with them racketeers. That isn't the Sentinel that's doing the blasting, Sarge. They just printed a statement from the Independent Liquor Dealers Association. You talk like Reed or somebody told them what to say. Sure, and I wouldn't put it past Reed or Gunnigan to do that. Look for the Green Hornet, it says. Haven't we been looking for that spalpeen for years? Sure. But there's one way to make him stop printing things like that, Sarge. I'll be thanking you to tell me how. Just catch the green hand. Why, oh, say, for two pins, eh? Hey, Sarge, we just got a call. What's up, Cassidy? A liquor dealer down on Fifth Street has been snatched. Them racketeers again. Now they've stooped to kidnap him. Yeah, some guy wearing a mask herded a couple of customers and a clerk into a back room and made off with the dealer. The clerk ran out in time to see him leaving in a long black car. Glory be, must be the Green Hornet. Come on, get the squad car, Cassidy. We'll get down there and find out what's what. Uh, that Hornet again. That guy in the back's been squawking to somebody. Why don't you bump him off like the other two? He's been squawking all right. 
Big Boss wants to find out just what he said before he gets what's coming to him. That's why we're taking him to the hideout. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, the boss may have to change his plans a bit if this slug talked too much. Who'd he squeal to? The cops? He got me. The boss didn't say. He's phoned and said to get him and bring him in. Maybe you should have conked that clerk. He ran to the door just as we were leaving. He can't tell anybody anything. He had this big coat on and wore the mask. Uh, I heard him holler, it's a green hornet. <laughs> Ain't that a laugh? The boss is smart. He played it that way. Now everybody will be hunting the hornet. Sure, but what if the green hornet comes looking for us? I ain't asking to meet up with that bozo. Ah, you always got the jitters, Dave. That hornet is just a man like any other guy. You gotta find us first. And I guess we could handle him if it comes to that. Step on it. We gotta meet the boss. And stop worrying about that mug, the hornet. We're working for a guy who knows all the answers. Time, Britt Reed was in his apartment talking to his faithful valet Cato, the only person who knew the true identity of the Green Hornet. Those racketeers certainly have uh, held the headlines for the past two days, Cato. There must be some way to stop them, but for the life of me, I can't seem to figure out how it's to be done. They must leave clues someplace, Mr. Britt. Yes, I suppose so. Criminals usually leave a clue behind, even though they try hard not to. But sometimes, even the most obvious clues are overlooked. You find clues police have overlooked, perhaps. No, kid, I haven't. I wish I could turn up something that could put them on the right track. I notice you're simply worried about the racketeers. Yes. They're not only a menace to our community, but to the whole country. If they get away with their crimes, other cities will soon be having the same troubles. Not like you to worry and not do something, Mr. Britt. You know me like a book, Cato. I think I will try to do something about it. Oh, you have a faint idea, perhaps, where you might find clues? Yes, come to think of it, I have. I'd like to go over to Thrift Street and have a talk with a certain liquor dealer there. You go as a green hornet? Yes. Black beauty and gas gun ready whenever you say. There's no time like the present, Cato. Come on. Perhaps before the night's over, that obvious clue I was speaking of will come to the attention of the green hornet so that we can hunt down those killers before they do any more harm. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom... Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. <laughs> Britt Reed pressed a button. The green car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. From dealer, Mr. Britt? Well, Lowry went around to several dealers this afternoon asking questions. But this one on Fifth Street acted as though he knew something, but was afraid to talk. As Green Hornet, you were frightened information from him? Well, that's the general idea, Cato. I'm hoping to learn enough from him to get a line on the men behind this black market liquor racket. You know where Stowe is on Fifth Street? Yeah, we're almost there now. It's in the next block. Look, Mr. Britt. Cars stopped in the middle of the block. Yes, and a group of people. 
Cato, there's a police car. Stop and turn around, quick. They're in front of that dealer's place. We got here too late. They see us. Must hurry. Sir! Step on it, Kato. We've got to lose them. Must hurry. They're turning around, Use too. Use the smoke screen if you have to. We've got to lose them and do it quickly. Always win, Mr. Britt. We are safe now. Yeah, for a time, anyway. It was a close shave. Smoke screen, big help when the police come too close. Yes, it is. Well, from the few words I could hear back there, it seems somebody took away that dealer I wanted to talk to. Perhaps others have the same idea. I'm sure of that, Cato. Before the night's over, perhaps we'll be sure of who that somebody is. Yet you tell me Larry suspect that the man was dealing with racketeers. In that case... Why'd they take him away? Kato, if somebody knew he'd been talking to Lowry, that person would be interested to find out just how much information that dealer gave out. Oh, I begin to think you have suspicion of a certain person, Mr. Britt. Oh, my suspicions must be verified before I disclose what I think, Kato. I suspect you are following obvious clue, perhaps. Yes, Kato, the obvious clue. Let's get back to town as fast as we can, Kato. There's no time to be lost if we hope to prevent further killings. search. There's no one in the place at all. No clues to the hideout in the office either. Oh, not good, Mr. Britt. No one answered phone at house. No one here in the store. That's right. We've got to hide out someplace and we've got to find it. We've got to catch them together while I have that dealer in custody so as to leave proof for the police. Just so. Hard to make police believe what you suspect otherwise. There must be some way to force their hands so we can get to them. Wait. Just thought of a plan that may work. Kato, I want you to get to the nearest drugstore and put in a phone call to the police. How much longer are we going to sit here in this park squad car, Sarge? This isn't getting us any place. If you're tired of sitting, you can get out and walk home, Axford. This is the neighborhood where we lost that hornet, and I'm hoping he'll be coming back this way. Calling all cars. Street brawl in front of cafe at 5th and Broad. Repeating, street brawl at 5th and Broad. That is all. Hey, aren't you going, Sarge? Uh, somebody else will get it. We're waiting here a little longer. Uh, this is sure a funny way to be hunting down racketeers. Sitting up a side street in a parked car. Axford, I'm getting tired of your beefing. Once and for all, I'm telling calling you... Calling all cars. Calling all cars. Proceed to Charles and Gay Streets at once. Proceed to Charles and Gay Streets at once. Green Hornet said to be forcing entry into liquor store. Darn it! Shut up! Green Hornet said to be forcing entry into liquor store at Charles and Gay. That is all. Holy smoke, just five blocks away. Step on it, Cassidy. Get going and fast. (laughs) 
the store? Yes. Probably searching the building from top to bottom. Why are we wait here in the alley, Mr. Britt? And why you have me call the police? We're waiting for a certain party to show up, kiddo. I had you call the police because I knew they'd give the alarm over the shortwave radio. And if the racketeers are as smart as I think they are, they'll be tuned in on shortwave to all police calls for their own protection. But why do you think they come here? If the owner of that store hears that police call, he'll come to the store to make sure things are all right. And he's the man I'm watching for, Cato. If he come, what then? Then we'll follow him when he leaves and hope that he leads us to the hideout. Look, car drive up now. Yeah. Someone's getting out. Cato, I think our little trick worked. That looks like the man we want. But how we get the fellow with police there? Yeah, we'll go up the back street and catch his trail in the next block. Yeah, he's getting back in his car. This is it, Cato. Let's get going. short time later, in a small office in the back of an old waterfront warehouse, Shorty and Dave were talking. Hey, Shorty. Suppose the boss runs into trouble with the Hornet. Don't be a dope. That broadcast you heard was a police call. The cops will be all over the place. It's funny you should be breaking into the boss's store. What's so funny about that? He's got his rackets just like we got ours. And one of his is probably hijacking good liquor wherever he can grab it. The cops will scare him off and keep him busy. Boy, what a surprise those cops would get if they ever come into this warehouse. All the stuff we got out there. They ain't got no reason for coming here. As far as they know, this is an old broken-down dump on the riverfront. Even the neighborhood's deserted. Uh, yeah, I wonder what the boss wants us to do with that mug out there. He's been slapped around too much already. Still, he didn't say nothing. He'll find out when he gets back. You can bet he ain't gonna let him go now. <laughs> And from now on, the rest of the pickings will be easy. Yeah, those dealers will really come through now. We ought to clean up in this racket with a smart guy like the boss. I told you, didn't I? I was a little shaky at first, I guess. Now, here comes the boss now. Hi, boss. Everything all right? Yes. <laughs> Cops sure have the jitters about that hornet, boss. Yeah. And it was a good gag having me act like I was him when I picked up that jerk dealer. Get him. Okay, we'll drag him in here. This time we'll make him talk, or else. He won't enter this old warehouse, Kato. There's his car on the side. What? Hurry, Mr. Britt. Police pick up trail again. See? Car with flashing red light come on the road. Drive the Black Beauty around back out of sight and be ready for a quick start. Yes, Mr. Britt. Be most careful. Men very bad killer. I'll do all right. I get going and keep out of sight. I'm going in for a showdown so the police will have something for all their chasing around. Come on, you talk. What'd you tell that sneaking reporter this afternoon? Nothing. Nothing. Hey, Shorty, maybe he didn't tell nothing after all. All the slapping around you gave him, he should have spilled up by now if he did squeal. Ah, dry up, Dave. This jerk's just trying to pull a fast one on us, that's all. You still want him to talk, don't you, boss? Yes. Okay, that's all I want to know. This time I'll knock you right out of that chair if you don't open up. Okay, if that's what you want, here it is. Hold it, you killer. Hey, a mug wearing a mask. What? Green hornets. No, no. You've got to do something. I'm going. Well, you don't. Oh. Hey, you suck the boss. He's knocked out. Oh, yeah? Well, two can play at that game. Hold it, Mug. Oh, yeah, I 
I forgot. You've got a gun. Okay, Hornets, what's on your mind? Trying to horn in on a good thing when you see it? Maybe. Hey, Shorty. Boss was going to run out on us. Why don't we string along with this guy? Yeah, why don't we? What do you say, Hornet? What's in it for me? Look, this dump is full of stuff ready to unload. Get them lined up. After we get rid of this punk dealer here, we'll have those liquor dealers lined up. Yeah, now how about hanging out with us, Hornet? When I hang, I'll hang alone. Listen, there's several grand in real dough the boss has in a drawer over there ready for a payoff. He'll cut you in on it now. I have to see it first. Get it, Dave. Hurry it up. Here it is. I'll take that. Hey, wait a minute. You don't get it all. Hand it to me or I'll let you have it. Sure, sure. Thanks, Lug. Put it in your pocket, huh? Why, you double-cross and sneak out. Hold him, shorty. I'll help you. Subtle, you punk. Take it. No, no. Yes, I get free. Hey, the cops. Let me out of here. You're not going anyplace, chum. Now you get it. No, no, wait. Don't, don't. Get out quick. Three of them out cold. There's a guy tied up. Must be that dealer they took away. These are the racketeers, all right. Great saints. Sarge, this one's the guy who was talking to you a while ago. The one who owned that store, Charles and Gay Street. Take another look, expert. The guy who owns that store is Mr. Johnson, the civic leader, and he... Glory be. You're right, expert. It's him, all right. The representative of the independent liquor dealers mixing with these killers. He's the leader of the gang. Green Hornet came and... Oh. Painted, Sarge. He's done in. Poor chap, he'll be all right. So, this big shot is the leader of those killers, is he? Sure, and did you hear what that fella said about the Green Hornet being here? Don't I know that? We trailed him all the way out here. I knew he was in on this black market racket all the time. So you're not telling me a thing, Axford. Well, Sarge, I'm telling you this much. People aren't going to like it when they hear you went and let the Green Hornet get away again. <laughs> Well, I guess it's safe to leave now. They're all inside. Before we go, Mr. Britt, uh, one question, please. What is it, Cato? What was the obvious clue you speak of tonight? Well, that man Johnson came to my office today representing the independent liquor dealers. He knew about the killing of the tailor, even though Axford had phoned in the story from the scene of the crime just a few minutes before. Oh, good clue, Mr. Britt. And also, he was the only person besides myself who heard Lowry tell about the dealer on Fifth Street. I remember that too late to get to him before the racketeers did. By the way, Cato, here's a wad of money you can deliver to the USO tomorrow. Now, let's get away from here. Hey, Sarge! Sarge! He just leave it now! The green harness! His car was right out there and back all the time! Just heard the adventure, Obvious Clue. 
These exciting dramas are sent to you each week at this same time. They are copyrighted features of the Green Hornet Incorporated and originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. Bob Hyde speaking. This is the Blue Network. Welcome back. Well, I will admit that was an obvious clue. I heard it, you know, pretty much as soon as I came in. Um, that, yeah, obviously, uh, this person, the guy with the uh, liquor dealers, was behind it. Uh, one other fact here. Uh, at this point in the Green Hornets uh, story, Cato is... Uh, Cato, at the beginning of the series, was actually considered, uh, his heritage was stated to be Japanese. It later changed to Filipino, and when the Green Hornet came to movie theaters, uh, Cato's heritage was uh, Korean. In more recent uh, stories, it is once again a Japanese heritage. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, KenCurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, GreatDetectives.net. <laughs>